You're listening to the Dental Sherpas Podcast, where we make it easier to transform your practice, get out of the chair, and into the life you want. Hey, docs. Dr. Sed Lewis here. We're always looking to add great docs to our team. What we have created is a practice that's literally built for you to shine. Hey, and guess what? You get to practice dentistry in paradise here in Hawaii. If you're at all interested and are exploring a position in our practice, please contact me at Dr. Lewis at KakuaSmiles.com. That's Dr. Period Lewis, L E W I S, at Kokua, K O K U A, smiles.com. Love to hear from you. Can't wait to speak to you. Hey, once again, we want to welcome you guys back to another episode of the Dental Sherpas podcast. And we're so glad that you're here. And I just want to say I'm having a ball doing this. Uh, my partner said, Lewis, uh, my co host, as always, is here on the line with me. And I think you're having a ball doing it too. So just want to say we appreciate everybody tuning in. And we're getting some great feedback and hearing that it's helping folks. And so we're going to keep at it, right, Sid? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the best thing about this, man, is I'm really enjoying this. This is a lot of fun. We're getting a lot of feedback and love from a lot of our uh, listeners and, and from people who are starting to kind of learn that we're actually trying to help them and not just kind of blow some hot smoke up, you know where. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is exciting. I mean, this is what we want to do. We want to have impact. We want to improve people's lives. And so I'm hopeful people out there are kind of feeling the, uh, you know, the energy we're feeling and uh, we'll just try to keep on moving in the right direction for you all. Yeah. And feedback is really important to us because it does a couple of things for us. It puts wind in our sails. I'll say that, you know, yeah. uh, everybody likes to be encouraged that what you're doing is uh, meaningful and worthwhile. Uh, so it puts winds in our sails, but number two, it also helps us know where to go next. Um, right. And so we would love to hear more feedback. You can reach us at dentalsherpaspod.com, dentalsherpaspod.com there and leave us some feedback. Uh, and we're excited uh, again to announce some new things that are coming up. Your book's almost ready just in the final Final stages here. Uh, and so I'll be excited uh, yeah. to, to really uh, put it out there. And let me just kind of, you know, pitch it here for just a second. And I don't mean this uh, uh, because, you know, I was involved in it, but it's really good, Ted. I was reading through it, uh, your, your draft, uh, your final draft this weekend. And, and it's really good. And I think it's gonna be really helpful. And so I'm excited for folks to, to get their hands on it. How, how's that process been for you? Well, it's been kind of fun. You know, I have to admit, initially, this is the first real, you know, thorough book I've read. I've written small journals and articles and contributed to someone's uh, book in the past, but this is fun. I mean, it's kind of like reliving the experience I had. It's literally, it's just literally about my experiences. It's not designed to tell you how to do your life or how to do your practice, but I wanted to share what was in my heart and what I went through. And it was, uh, again, it's, it's become a labor of love. It sounds kind of, you know, silly to say that, but when you're writing that, you literally go through the emotions again. We experience that while writing it down. So, I really enjoyed it. I hope people get a lot out of it because it really was me pouring my heart and soul into what's happened to me and what's allowed me to get to this point. But uh, yeah, Matt, I, I appreciate you helping me make this uh, a reality. You and uh, your team have been wonderful in supporting me and making this become uh, something that we can share with the world. And I'm, I'm so grateful for you. Oh, man. Thanks, Ed. I appreciate that. Yeah, I've written a couple of books and uh, just kind of figured out the process a little bit. So glad glad that uh, we could say, hey, man, here, here's how you do this. Um, so that, that's awesome. Uh, give back to you a little bit. You've taught me so much. So uh, yes, glad, glad I could I could I could help you there. Um, hey, I'm excited today because uh, we're announcing that we're starting a little series here. Uh, and so the next several podcasts are we're going to focus on um, one thing. And that one thing is once you get to the summit, and just to define again what we're calling the summit as dental sherpers, we're helping you try to get to 
the summit or the top of your mountain, which in our world, we are defining that as that place where doing dentistry becomes optional, where you have the option to be out of the chair and now you become the leader and the CEO of your organization. And so what we want to talk about over the next few podcasts is how to stay there, right? So we've laid out the, 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 the skills needed and the roadmap, if you will, the climbing map on how to get to the top. But once you get to the top, you want to make sure that you stay there. You know, I read a, a, um, a stat the other day that said uh, 80% of all deaths on Mount Everest occur on the way down, mm. not on the way up. So what happens is people get up to the top, they get so excited, they've, they've reached their goal and then on the way down, they're either exhausted, they're trying to move too fast, they get caught uh, in weather, they, get, they, they end up making some fatal mistakes like we've talked about in uh, one of our podcasts uh, before. Please go listen to that episode uh, about the fatal mistakes, the landmines you want to avoid uh, when climbing your mountain. And so they make those mistakes because they're not focused on the summit. And you know, I've heard several different um, climbers say, you know, the goal is not to get to the top. The goal is to get down the other side or get back home and, right. and tell the stories about it, right? Yeah. So there, there is, in our analogy, um, once you get to the top, the goal really is just to sustain it, right? And uh, to stay in that air. And so uh, to stay in that rarefied air that you said, uh, as we were talking before the podcast here. So we're going to dive in and talk about some things that you need to make sure that you uh, stay on top of. And we're titling this series, How to Stay on Top of the Mountain. So um, that, that was, that's my description of it. Said, would you have a, a different description or agree with that? Yeah, I completely agree. I, I, that's exactly what we're going to try to accomplish. I think what Matt is saying is that, you know, we're trying to make sure you guys understand is that there is a way to the top of the mountain, but as easy as it is to get, I should say easy, as challenging as it is to get up that mountain, you know, it can be equally as challenging staying there. And that's why we want to make this list to kind of help you understand is that when you do get there, because you're all going to get there with our, <laughs> hopefully with our help, um, we just want to make sure that once you get there, that's, that's just part of the journey, you know. Yeah. The remaining journey is, is, is continuing your journey and, and continually staying on that peak and moving around and to make sure that at the end of the day, it continues to be fulfilling and enjoyable and more importantly, sustainable. Yeah, yeah. You know, we can we won't go into details, but we can talk about several examples uh, of doctors that we've seen that have, um, you know, really reached that top. Right. But then right. something happened along the way once they were up there that they yeah. end up, uh, you know, either losing it all or taking a bad deal to sell it or, you know, all right. of those kinds of things. There are really kind of some nightmare stories. And I think it's really because, you know, the focus was just on getting to the top. I listened to uh, a, a climber the other day who um, uh, on another podcast series and uh, it, I, I paid attention because he was a financial advisor and he was in a rough part in his life and he decided he was going to climb uh, Denali in Alaska. And once he climbed Denali, he just slowly started ticking off and now he has reached all seven summits, uh, the highest you know, points on uh, every continent. And the podcast host asked him, well, what did you learn? And he said, I learned this. He said, I learned that uh, everybody who my teams, he said, because I would never go by myself. I would usually go with 10 or 12 folks who had my same goal to try to get to the top. And he said, the difference between those who made it to the top and got back home safely and those who didn't were the ones who did not make it were the ones who were tunnel vision 
and only focused on getting to the top of that mountain. They were stopping anytime they saw the summit, they were stopping, they were staring at it, they, they were taking pictures of it. They were, you know, just focused on that. And when the going got tough, they said, well, I don't think I'm ever going to reach the summit. So I'm going to quit and I'm going to go back. And mm -hmm. he said, what I learned was that the people that got to the top, and this was the attitude that I wanted to take was that uh, the people who got to the top were the ones who said, you know what, if I get to the top, that's great, but I'm going to enjoy the experience along the way. I'm going to enjoy the campfires yes. at night. I'm going to enjoy uh, the stories. I'm going to enjoy the challenges. And so then he said, and that was a mind trick because when we got into challenges and on every summit, he said, we got into major challenges. And because we had that mindset, we could say, okay, look, the goal is not the summit. The goal right here in this situation is just to go 10 more steps. Mm -hmm. It's just 10 more steps. And let's get right. to 10 more steps and then let's see. And then yep. let's, let's try 20 more steps, right? Yep. And then 100 more steps. And they had given up. It was so interesting because they said they had given up on the goal being just reaching the summit. Now, they, in their heart, they wanted to reach the summit. But they knew mm -hmm. that they were going to be okay if they enjoyed, you know, the process along the way. And so I think this series, what we're going to talk about uh, today to, to draw a, a little bit of analogy, what we're going to kick off today um, is really kind of the same thing. A lot of things that, you're, that we're going to talk about are things that we've already talked about. And it's kind of a, a reminder of, hey, when you get to the top, we, we, we have to continue to pay attention to these things. So let's dive in right there, Sid, and let's talk sure. about yeah. the first thing that you want to make sure and pay attention to once you get to the top and how to stay at the top. I, I want to say one more thing too. If you yeah. haven't reached that place, if you're our listener out there and you haven't reached that place where you're out of the chair, um, this is, we hope this is very aspirational, right? It's something that you can look to and say, oh, this is what it's like up there. Um, and I can do this too. So with that being said, said let's uh, uh, dive in there. Uh, what, what's the first thing you want to pay attention to? Yeah, the first thing you want to probably be focusing on when you get to that, you know, that peak we talk about or summit is that you definitely want to have a focus on, we always talk about this, know where you're going. And more importantly, I attribute it to like know the top line revenue. If you all have an idea of, kind of where your practice is, but you've got to establish that goal in your mind. It shouldn't be something that you just kind of arbitrarily throw out there to your team or even into yourself. It should be something that basically you have a goal set in mind that you want to be hitting based on some tangible trends you've been doing, but more importantly, set the, set the bar high, right? But once we do that, the biggest thing I always tell people to do within that context, you've got to make sure it becomes a reality by doing everything you can in your organization to help them achieve that goal. So one of the things we always talk about, we've talked about in the past is that number one, there's got to be a means of ways of actually creating organizational focus on it by doing the following things. You can just put this out there as an arbitrary number you can annually, but you have to break that down. You break it down into quarters, right? We have to break it down the months. We have to break it down the weeks. We have to break it down to daily goals so people can feel it's a tangible goal to hit, right? And the second thing we have to be doing besides just basically making those, those arbitrary financial goals. So I'm, I'm sorry, said before you move on to that, you know, this, this, um, cause I think goal setting is so misunderstood. Right. And especially it's miscommunicated to the team. And I think we're going to talk right. about that in just a second. Yeah, so we will. Would, would you talk through just a little bit about how you do come up with the goal for your organization? Right. So right. because I have a feeling you're not, as you just said, you're not throwing out an arbitrary goal. Correct. You are saying, hey, could we get here? And then you're developing a plan to get there before you ever communicate that with anybody. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what I typically do is I look at situations where I'm always looking for a level of growth, right? I think 
a tangible level of growth that we look at being basically being very, you know, I mean, it's obviously challenging, but to get to a 15% growth number by quarter, quarter by quarter is a very tangible and realistic goal to set for your organization. I mean, I don't say we're going to double the company because that becomes somewhat, uh, you know, it becomes somewhat of a fantasy for most of your team. And, for, and to be honest, sometimes for people to even wrap their minds around it, even if they actually put it out themselves. So I look at basically creating goals about 15 to 20% is a natural healthy goal I can put my team to look at for me. But then it's my job to kind of, again, backtrack that goal to show them how we can actually attain that particular number. That makes sense, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Okay. So again, going to what Matt had inferred earlier about how you get your team kind of focused on, obviously the first thing is just kind of doing, you know, the logistics behind it, like creating the tangible uh, mindset in terms of making it achievable, which is I talked about before, you know, putting out obviously an annual goal, but breaking that down to quarterly goals, monthly, weekly, daily, if you need to. But also along that line, you have to basically make sure that your team feels confident and more importantly, they feel trusting in the process that they're going to benefit as well. That's the one big thing people don't do enough of is part of being a leader is basically making sure your objectives, your company goals are also going to enrich and make your team fulfilled as well. So we've talked in the past about things like benefit plans or for that matter, not benefits, excuse me, incentive plans that'll help reach those goals. So that's a part of achieving that top line revenue growth is you have to, within that same context, do things to incentivize the behavior to hit those goals. Meaning like, are there certain things within hitting those goals you have to achieve that are gonna have tangible effects on certain departments? Maybe you need more hygiene. Maybe your doctors need to be a little more productive per hour. Maybe you need to be a little better about doing better same day dentistry. Maybe you need to develop a mindset toward actually being able to do a little bit better uh, specialty procedures. Whatever that might be in your organization, you can then develop incentive plans within the company that everyone kind of understand and grasps, understand how they can affect the top line in that regard. So that's a, a thing that really helps actually make it tangible for people. And then we talk about how, how do we hold people accountable? We've talked about that in many meetings, I'm sorry, in many uh, podcasts, which is you have to have these rhythmic meetings. You have to basically trust the process that people understand when we're trying to go from goal settings, but you're going to have to verify. You're going to have to check in with your leadership team. They're going to have to get some feedback from them. You're going to find out whether they're on track, are they off track, do they need any help. Those are the things you're constantly having to check on your team. But ultimately, unless there's a vision from the very beginning of where you're going, there's really no level of actually understanding how the company is going to grow or for that matter, actually move in the right direction. Because again, once you've achieved that level of getting to the summit, so to speak, and your company has grown, it isn't like it suddenly just stops and everything just kind of goes into la-la land, right? The, the company still moves forward, whether it's, whether it's, I should say, it still moves, whether it's forward or backward, that's up to you, right? Yeah. And from a leadership aspect of it, that's why I'm always challenging leaders and doctors when I talk to them you've always got to be setting that larger goal for them, not so much as a means of growth for growth's sake, but as a means of actually creating a scenario where you're going to be benefiting your team, your community, and the people who are going to be affected by your practice by actually setting these goals. That's why top line revenue is so important. Sometimes we get kind of, you know, we get tricked or we get it twisted to thinking, oh, it's all about the money. It's all about the growth. No, it's, it's not about that. It's about achieving goals that are going to be transformative and help people in your company. They're going to help us treat more patients. They're going to make a better impact on our industry. And ultimately, it sounds like a big thing, but I ultimately think this way. It's going to help healthcare. It's going to help the world ultimately. So you have to do your part in creating that image for your team. So again, that number one thing, know where you're going. Focus on the top line revenue. It might sound like a business you know, uh, terminology, but it's really what has to be occurred and be tangible 
so your team understands where the company's going. Absolutely. So here's what I heard you say. I want to break it down and be real clear uh, to folks. Yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. What I heard you say sure. was set that goal, that top line goal, and then also break down um, how to get to that goal. So let's get real practical here. Like if you want to grow by, let's say, you know, $100,000 per month in revenue, right. mm-hmm. top line revenue. Well, we know as what we have thrown out uh, in the past, we know that we want to tie that to something very tangible so the team can shoot not for 100000 in production growth, but something very simple and tangible that's measurable that they know that they can attain. And so in, in our model, what we're talking about is number of hygiene visits, because we right. know that our production per hygiene visit, let's say on average, is $650 per hygiene visit. That means I need about 150 or so new hygiene appointments every month in order to get to that $100,000 per month growth goal, right? And so now you're saying to the team, hey, we want to grow by $100,000 per month, but here's how we're going to do it. We're going to add 100. Our goal is to add 150 or so. I think it's 153, actually, the math. 153 hygiene visits this month. And then you want to say, so here's our big goal. Here's practically how we're going to do it. And then here's what's in it for you by talking about, hey, let's talk about, you know, if you reach these goals and incentive plan to hit those goals. And, um, you know, that can be both monetarily uh, or other things of what you're talking about. And you're saying our, our, our big reason why we're going to hit 100,000 is because ultimately we want to serve our community better. We want, we, I want you to have better lives because you're making more money um, and all of those kinds of things. Is that a fair kind of summary of what you're just talking about there, top line? That, that's, a, that's absolutely what I'm trying to accomplish. Correct. Yeah. Again, like it goes down to that level. Like you as the leader, you have to set that large goal. But at the same time, you're also responsible for setting tangible goals or at least helping yeah. your team understand there's tangible ways of hitting it. Like even the number of 150 hygiene bits a month sounds really unattainable, but you have to break that down into daily goals because 150, the bottom that's only five new patients or five new hygiene appointments per day. Then it becomes, oh, well, five, that's not right. hard for us to hit. Right. So those are the kind of things you have to help your team. Take the difficult, make it simple in their minds, make it take something that feels complex, make it attainable, make it something that they can rally around. And that way they become very vested and aligned with your goals in that capacity. Yeah, very much like I was talking about at the top of the podcast about the guy who said, listen, I knew I could get to the summit if I just broke it down into 10 step goals, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to go 10 steps. And I knew a certain mm-hmm. number of 10 steps would get me right. to you know, yeah. the top. And so my goal is only, hey, I don't have to get to the top today. I just have to go to these 10 steps or these 20 steps or these 30 steps. So that's what you're talking about. Right. You know, the other thing yeah. that, came, that, that popped into mind as well, as I was telling you before we jumped on the podcast, I bought an old Land Rover. And uh, uh, man, it's been, uh, I bought it for my son, but I'm enjoying the heck out of it. And uh, I, my, my brother is just a fantastic mechanic and I'm not a mechanic at all, but I'm learning about engines because we've had to work on this thing. And what I've learned is that that once you get kind of all the big things in place on an engine, you know, like all the, you know, the, uh, everything's kind of doing what it's supposed to do. Our breakdowns in our engine over the past few weeks have not come from those big things. It's come from mm-hmm. the fact that it's an old engine and like we didn't pay attention to this one hose and that hose was brittle and it fell apart. 
And so yep. air was leaking out of it and it, and it right. messed everything up because there was no longer a vacuum. There was yep. one pipe at the bottom that had a pinhole in it and it was spurting out transmission fluid. And so yep. I'm, I'm stuck on the side of the road because you know of this one little pipe. It was all of these things that got that engine where it was supposed to go Right? Mm -hmm. um, right for the longest time but we neglected to you know take care of it and mm -hmm. look at and check all those different hoses i'm hearing you say that as well is that mm -hmm. once you get the engine running it takes constant like checking making constant. sure that you're testing you understand yeah. what's happening how the patient flow is working all of the right. those metrics that you're talking about and constantly talking to your team to help them pay attention so that uh, you know ultimately the engine will do what it's designed to do get you yep. to where you're wanting to go right yeah, amazing analogy. That's a, I think that was like without reducing my people to an engine, I would tell yeah, you that sure. they are like a they are like a fine tuned you know engine in the sense that they're very you know uh, for lack of a better they perform at a high level, uh, but at the same time it's that thing I keep saying I've heard me say this term many times before our podcast. We have to trust the engine, but we have to constantly verify that it's working properly. And so you're going to have these leaks, you're going to have breakdowns, you're going to have you know a lack of focus with our team in some capacity. You're going to have uh, scenarios where team members are going to get off course. You're gonna have scenarios where you're gonna have problems and you're gonna slip and, and scrape your knees, so to speak. But I think that's just part of the process. You have to continually be you know, taking care of those things and maintaining it like a fine engine, just like you and your brother do. And I think ultimately as you understand that rather than believing that, oh, it's just this basically turnkey operation or for that matter, you know, you just buy the car and it runs by itself. That's, that's not going to happen. That's very delusional in its thinking. And sometimes I, I always kind of chuckle when I hear people tell me like, oh, it must be great to have a practice like that. You just have to, you know, sit there and have cocktails on the beach. I'm like, that is not what I'm doing. <laughs> and in fact, I always give my, my close and close friend and my mentor, John Christensen, a very hard time because he has this uh, book that he calls, you know, managing, what does he call it? Managing from the Bahamas or from something Bahamas, like that. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is a wonderful marketing concept from a perspective of where you can do in terms of rather than being in the office, you can take breaks, you can allow yourself to be away and the practice of business still can flourish. And that's true. But the belief that you can simply take your mind and your eye off the practice and eye off your people is something I learned personally will crush you. And I use yeah. that term very honestly. It'll crush you because you have to basically have a constant vigil eye on making sure that your team are supported that the company is being watched and more importantly that you're setting the tone so the company continues to flourish in the way it should yeah you know a friend of mine uh redefined the term accountability uh to me one time and you know accountability always felt like a very uh onerous term right like a very constricting term and he said no no no, no man accountability comes from the root word accounting where you sit down and you look at where every dollar goes or where every number goes because every penny is important. And right. so every person on your team is important, right? And so yeah. constantly checking and holding accountable is really saying, hey, you're really important to this, to yep. this whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. And if yep. you break down, you know, then we need to make sure and find out where the breakdown was and make sure that you feel resourced and cared for and maintained and patched up, if you will, to use our engine analogy and kind of, kind of get you back out there um, and pay attention. We're paying attention to you um, because you are important to us and to what we're doing here. So um, I think that that's uh, that's an important element and part of what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Great. Well, I think this has been a good uh, first uh, step 
uh, in our series here on how to stay at the top of the mountain. I'm looking forward to several more and uh, so look forward to our next episode. Thanks everybody for listening. As always, please interact with us. Go to dentalsherpaspod.com, dentalsherpaspod.com uh, and be looking out for uh, some new announcements. Dr. Said's book, uh, our Next Level Academy that we're working feverishly on. And uh, we just can't wait to, to the next episode. Zed, thanks so much. Great stuff today. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Look forward to talking to you next time.